Preseason game number one is in the books. The Eagles lose to the Baltimore Ravens 20-19. But we're going to have a lot to talk about with this <laughs> with this game. And um, we're going to start right at the top. No starters did play. I recorded my show on Thursday. Had I realized, again, I think I realized that I knew they had their uh, two practices next week, their joint practices with the Browns. I don't know why I thought they were Tuesday and Wednesday. That makes no sense with the game on Thursday. They're Monday and Tuesday. So common sense took over here with the Eagles playing a Saturday night game. The starters weren't going to play tonight and then get, you know, pretty intense work Monday and Tuesday. So no starters did play. It sounds as if this game was on Thursday or maybe if it was Friday, the starters would have played. But Nick Sirianni made the decision to rest all of his starters. And you could take this for what it is, but on defense, I mean, it wasn't all 22 starters. It's just the guys that are locked in. So, like, on defense, for instance, you saw N'Kobe Dean not play, but you saw the other linebackers play. Like, Christian Ellis played very early in the game. Um, he played very, He was out pretty early, so that's something to note. Nick Morrow did play pretty much into the end of the first half. Um, the, the safeties. Reed Blankenship did not play. You know what I mean? They started uh, Terrell Edmonds and Kayvon Wallace. Um, Terrell Edmonds came out pretty early. Justin Evans played a lot. Sidney Brown played the whole second half. Um, That's kind of like the big thing I noticed in this game. The number one thing I noticed was the second string offensive line. Tyler Steen was playing left tackle. Now, that means multiple things because he did play right guard as well in this game. Um, it tells me that Dennis Kelly isn't making this team. Like, he did not play left tackle at all tonight. So right now, if you ask me the offensive line, um, our prediction, our projection would be, you know, your, your left tackle, backup left tackle is Tyler Steen. Your backup right tackle is Jack Driscoll. Um, your interior backups, I mean, that's kind of where it becomes a question. And I'm going to go with Josh Andrews right now. I think Josh Andrews is on this team right now. That he's the backup center. Because Cam Jurgens is starting at right guard. And then it's like, okay, who is Josh Sills on this team? He started at left guard tonight. You know, he has tackle versatility, I guess, as well. I guess Kelly, does he have an argument there? But that was the biggest takeaway I took from, like, the guys they trotted out there. Now, the running backs tonight were DeAndre Swift for the first like half of the first series. He made a big play and he was out. Rashad Penny and then Trey Sermon. And then you saw Kennedy Brooks. You did not see Kenny Gainwell and you did not see Boston Scott. Take that for what it is. Uh, clearly, Jalen Hurts didn't play. And we're going to talk a bunch about the quarterbacks in a minute. But wide receiver, I thought this was extremely interesting. And I need to know if something's going on with uh, Britton Covey. And I'm going to check into it. I mean, because Britton Covey did not play in this game. Now, like, you'll say, okay, well, so what? Well, Quez Watkins didn't play because I heard Quez Watkins got hurt at the end of last week. So chances are he may not be good to go for the joint practices this weekend. So Alameda Zacchaeus didn't play. But Britton Covey did not play in the game. And to me, it's like, 
him not playing uh, tells me his roster spot is locked, which I already knew it was. Like, let's let's all be fair here. He was locked in to begin no matter what. But I, I just found it really interesting that he didn't play because, again, you would want to get him some work maybe at wide receiver considering, you know, if he's on the team, he's going to be a primary, like, potential backup player here. But Britton Covey didn't play. Um, and that's pretty much it for the guys who didn't play. And that's the, that's the starting unit. So let's get into the game, right? Let's go over what happened in this game. So Marcus Mariota started at quarterback. Um, the Eagles did go on a couple sustained drives with Marcus Mariota. They didn't really, like, the offense didn't stall out. But at the same time, let's let's be real with ourselves here. Um, Marcus Mariota is just not passing the ball to the level we'd want. And again, by the way, I'm going to apologize right here. Uh, I haven't, if you could tell my voice is a little shot. Um, I do apologize. Hopefully that comes back here soon. But um, yeah, Marcus Mariota, he, he just, it was concerning. Now he's a great athlete. He's a, he's a really good athlete. He had an exceptional run on a third and long for a first down, but he does have to develop as a passer. And the guy right behind him, Tanner McKee, I thought, was excellent tonight. I thought Tanner McKee had himself a great showing. I mean, we could already just put to rest the contest between him and Ian Book. You know me, prior to this preseason, I had Ian Book on the team over Tanner McKee because they kept Ian Book on the roster all last season. Ian Book did not have himself a good game. I mean, it was it was bad. It was very, very bad. Is part of that the offense line that he's playing behind? Sure. But I mean... There were a couple times where, you know, you saw some guys getting open and it's like he's just holding the ball, holding the ball, holding the, he's feeling the pressure. You know what I mean? He, he's he's already anticipating the pressure. So Tanner McKee is locked in on being the third string quarterback. And I'm telling you this right now. He throws the ball so much better than Marcus Mariota. It's not even close. That's going to be something to monitor. Then wide receiver. How about Greg Ward? We're going to talk about guys who popped in this game because, again, we could go over the whole game. I'm going to have some tidbits from the game, things I found interesting, but there's really no point. It's a preseason game. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to just list off guys I thought that popped off the screen. We talked about Tanner McKee. Telling you right now, like DeAndre Swift with that run, yeah, he popped. But Greg Ward popped. He had five targets tonight, five catches. Like That's pretty damn good. Tyree Cleveland, I thought he popped, especially when Tanner McKee came and he had five catches. You know, unfortunately, a guy like Tyree Jackson didn't pop. He had no impact. Joseph Ngata. Joseph Ngata had a play down the sideline in the second quarter where he was called for an offensive pass interference, which I thought was complete horse shit. But, I mean, it was a great catch, but, I mean, that was pretty much it for Ngata. Now, he did have a catch in the back of the end zone that would have been a touchdown on a fourth down play, but his feet were outside the back of the end zone. Again, that's an awareness thing, though. you got to be aware of your situations. Um, but Joseph Ngata did not have the game that maybe many people thought, especially after hearing how well he had played in training camp so far. Again, we got two more games. Nothing to, like, say, hey, that, that's it. It's all, like, again, there's plenty more chances these guys are going to have. But just saying, if you ask me about the receivers tonight, Greg Ward was by miles the, the top guy out there. And then second would have been Tyree Cleveland. Even Jordan Hazelwood made some plays. Johnny King made a play. You know what I mean? There were guys I mean, that all, I think, had bigger impacts in this game than Joseph Ngata. Now, on the offensive line, I thought Tyler Steen had you know, a couple moments there where it didn't look so pretty. But overall, 
I was pleased with him as a left tackle. Um, like I said, I was pleased with Josh Andrews. Jack Driscoll, I thought, acquitted himself really well. Dennis Kelly popped in a wrong way. I mean, I thought he'd played rather poorly. So, I mean, his roster spot to me is very much now in doubt. But I'd say the four guys, if you ask me, who are the four guys that popped the most on offense? It would be Tanner McKee. It would be Greg Ward. Tyree Cleveland. And I would go with DeAndre Swift. Those would be the four guys. And Trey Sermon had a touchdown tonight, you know what I mean? But I would say those were the four guys that really pop-popped. Um, then on defense... Um, so defensively, we didn't get a sack tonight. That's disappointing. You know what I mean? I thought Kyron Johnson flashed a little bit. You know, Janaris Robinson flashed a little bit. Uh, clearly, Jalen Carter flashed a lot of it. You know, he played one series, and he made an unbelievable play <laughs> to cause a pressure on Josh Johnson, ironically, uh, who started the game tonight. The, the, the Ravens did something goofy. They they started their third stringer. They had their backup. Tyler Huntley played the third quarter. I don't know what that was for. My guess is it's because of this stupid, goofy preseason winning streak thing they want, so they put their best quarterback out there when they know that we're going to be playing our third and fourth string guys. I, I seriously believe that's what it was because other than that, it's just stupid. Anywho, um, yeah, I thought he was excellent. Now, Nolan Smith made an absolutely like terrible play on a big run they had in the first quarter. Uh, Justice Hill popped one outside, and Nolan Smith had just, he was the edge uh, defender there. You know, ironically, there's the word, edge defender. He was literally, though, the edge defender, and he bolted inside and just left that wide open, and Justice Hill took a, about a 40-yard run down the sideline because Nolan Smith left his occupied spot. So that was not good. But, I mean, Jalen Carter, obviously, he popped in the one play, like we just said. I thought Ben Van Sumeren was around the ball a lot tonight. I'd give him credit at linebacker. I thought Nick Morrow played good at linebacker as well. Um, speaking of linebackers, Sean Bradley sustained an injury. Looks like a pretty serious one since he was carted off. That's a damn shame to see. But the secondary, there were a bunch of guys who did pop. And there were three, three in particular for me. Number one was, and again, this isn't in order. We're going to do all three. I'm going to leave the guy who popped probably the most for a lot of people last, but Sidney Brown to me popped a lot. And I say Sidney Brown because he led the team in tackles with nine, but he was around the ball nonstop. I thought he was excellent tonight. I thought another guy was Justin Evans. I thought Justin Evans at safety was around the ball. I know he had a penalty when they tried to have him play slot corner on Zay Flowers, which won't work, but I mean, he made some plays. And you know what? I'll give another guy some consideration here. I thought Mario Goodrich, too. I thought Mario Goodrich played a good game in the corner. He played a little slot, but he played uh, corner for us tonight, and I thought he was around the ball a lot. But the corner who stood out the most is going to be the guy who had the interception for a touchdown, the pick six, Eli Ricks. Um, he's the undrafted guy out of Alabama. Um, Eli Ricks was possibly looked at as a top 10 pick going into the season. Well, he had a pick six tonight. He had another great pass breakup. I'm telling you, the cornerback position is, it's big. Like, there's a lot going on here. And like a guy like Greedy Williams at the end of the first half, not making that tackle and bounce on Keaton Mitchell. Guy I wanted, by the way, a running back. Remember I talked about him? Keaton Mitchell had a big game for the Ravens tonight. And he's a really good kick returner, it looks like. But Greedy Williams had an opportunity to make a tackle in bounce that would have stopped them from getting a field goal. We lost the game by one point. You know, Tucker had a 60-yarder at the end of the first half. 
that's that's a big deal. They wouldn't have had any timeouts. The half would have ended. So out of the corner, I mean, Josh Job got called for a penalty, but I thought he made a really good play. Like he had hands to the face. Then, bef- like the play goes on for a second or two more, and he makes a really good pass breakup. So I mean, he's the clear primary backup. I mean, Keely Ringo, he made a he did make one good play. I mean, he struggled a little bit. That's fine. But I mean, Eli Ricks of those two was the better guy tonight because I thought Eli Ricks. Now again, Eli Ricks was playing against the third and fourth string guys. You know what I mean? Like Anthony Brown's the quarterback. Uh, he didn't go against Tyler Huntley. Uh, he did go against Tyler Huntley, ironically. But the point being here, it wasn't against like their their primary backup receivers. But Eli Ricks has definitely shot up the board tonight. I mean, he he's absolutely now going to be in the conversation to make this team. He's definitely somebody to watch because he's got ball skills. But that is legitimately pretty much all you could take from the game. Now, a thing to note is this. There's a punter battle, right, between Aaron Sipas and Tyler Zetner. Now, Sipas had a punt. Zetner had a punt. I think Sipas had two punts. But um, on Zetner's punt, uh, Makai Gardner forced the fumble that we recovered by Rick Lovato, of all people. Here's the thing, though. The thing that I told everybody that, that this is going to be the big thing with this punter battle is them holding the ball for Jake Elliott. And with Sipas, he was 2-for-2. Two two, and with Zentner, he was 0-for-1. Now, again, it is what it is. I, I'm not sitting here putting stock into just one kick. But he did miss the kick with Zentner, and he did make the two with Sipas. So, again, if all things are even, they're going to go with Sipas 10 times out of 10 simply for that fact, as they should. So that'll be something to watch in the next couple games. But I mean, that's pretty much everything from this game. There really wasn't so much that came out of it. Like I said, I'm ecstatic about everything I saw from Tanner McKee tonight. I was very happy with him. Um, So right now, and we're going to do this like... I'm not going to write it down. I didn't write this one down. Maybe next week I will. We'll put a little bit more stock into it. But we'll just do a current 53-man roster right now, right? And we're going to do it, like I said, we're going to free ball it. I would tell you this. After this game, the three guys at quarterback, I think, are, and I do think it's three, and I think it's Hurts, Mariota, and McKee. And I don't think it's even close. Going on to running back, do I still think it's five? I do. Trey Sermon was returning kicks tonight. Not Rashad Penny. That's a big deal because remember Rashad Penny was kind of campaigning that he could return kicks and they went with Trey Sermon. Just something to note. So I'll still go with the five running backs. Um, Kennedy Brooks did have a fumble tonight. So unfortunately for Kennedy Brooks, he's not going to be or making his way into making this a six running back room. Uh, he could make the practice squad, but right now it's five. The wide receivers. I think it's five all day right now. And I think it's just, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Alameda Zacchaeus, and Britton Covey. So right there, we're at 13. Tight ends, it's three. It's, even though Stoll had a, a pretty easy drop tonight, and <laughs> I, he's clearly the guy that they like him. So it's Goddard, Stoll, and it's it's Arnold or Calcaterra, but I'm going to say it's Calcaterra because Calcaterra came out of this game rather early as well. So there's three, right? So we're at 16 players. My offensive line is obviously the starters, Mylotta, Dickerson, Kelsey, Jurgens, and Johnson. That's five. Tyler Steen, six. Jack Driscoll, seven. Josh Andrews, eight. And I'm going to go with Josh Sills, nine. 
Right now, that's the nine. So that puts us at 25 offensive players, right? Three quarterbacks, five running backs, five wide receivers, three tight ends, and nine offensive linemen. Again, three and three is six, five and five is 10. That's 16, plus nine is 25. So then on defense, your, let's just call them the edge defenders. I mean, we could do the outside linebacker, whatever. Okay. Who are the guys that are playing D end? I would tell you from what I saw tonight, it's obviously Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat and Derek Barnett did not play either. So there's three guys. Um, I would go with obviously Hassan Reddick, who didn't play. Um, Nolan Smith, that's five. So does Kyron Johnson, like Patrick Johnson's injured, he didn't play. That'll be something to monitor. I'm still going to go with Kyron Johnson a six, especially now with Sean Bradley being hurt, a special teams type player. I got Kyron Johnson here being six. I think he beats out Janaris Robinson right now. So D tackle. I thought Moro Jomo popped tonight. And for that reason alone, he's definitely on my team. So I'd go with Fletcher, Cox, Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, um, Milton Williams, who didn't play, and then Moro Ajomo. So that's 11 defensive linemen. Then linebackers, N'Kobe Dean, Christian Ellis, man, Nick Morrow, And right now, I'll go with Miles Jack. So there's four there. But Van Sumeren definitely made an impression tonight. And obviously, Zach Cunningham, I think, is going to start making bigger impressions. This guy's only been on the team less than a week. So that's really, it's it's kind of unfair to call the linebacker position right now because, again, we're dealing with two guys that have been on the team less than a week. We had an injury to a player tonight at that position. So... I'm not ruling Van Sumeren out now. Again, I thought he, like, first couple weeks of training camp, you didn't hear his name, but he was a player tonight. This guy popped on screen tonight. So, but we'll go with the four linebackers. So that's 15. Uh, then I have the corner. This is, this is where it gets really tough. So you think it's going to be six corners. I'm going to go, obviously, with Slay Bradbury and uh, Maddox. Josh Job four, Keely Ringo five. Ugh, this is like Eli Ricks doesn't play the slot. To me, it's like it's probably McPherson. Even though Goodrich, I thought played better in this. Like again, though McPherson, I can't tell you because I don't think he was really tested much. Wow, this is so tough. I'm telling you the Rick Lovato getting cut at long snapper and being brought back on is a very strong possibility. Because th this this Eli Ricks made himself in, like, he has put himself in the picture right now. We'll go McPherson now. Like, this is why it's such a damn numbers crunch. Which makes me think they might do eight offense linemen and put Sills through, cut him, and then put him on the practice squad because I don't know many people that are taking a shot on Sills right now. So we're going to take Sills off. 
we're going to go eight offensive linemen, and we're going to put seven corners right now, and we're going to put Eli Ricks in because I, I just, for the life of me, I cannot take him off the roster right now after the game he had. So Eli Ricks would be the seventh corner. Then safeties, obviously Reed Blankenship, Sidney Brown, um, And Terrell Edmonds, and now it's like it. I would personally go Justin Evans over Kayvon Wallace tonight because I thought Justin Evans played better. I really do. I could see them going with Kayvon Wallace. I think that's who they would go with. It's a projection, remember? So we're going to go with Kayvon Wallace, but I'm telling you, Justin Evans closed that gap. Whatever gap there was, it's been closed by him tonight. And then clearly your specialist being Jake Elliott. Rick Lovato, and then, hey, we do have a punter one, and Aaron Sipas, simply because he made, Jake Elliott made his kicks when he was out there versus when Zetner was out there. So that is a wrap on preseason game number one. Now we play Thursday, and we play the Cleveland Browns, and we're going to have a ton to talk about because it's not just going to be about the game. We're going to talk about the joint practices. Because there's going to be a lot of information that comes out of the joint practices. And that's where the starters are going to get their most work. So we're going to learn something from the preseason game. For sure, we're going to learn more about these depth position battles. Who's trying to make this roster. But we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about with the starters as well. So there's going to be a ton of news. A ton of information. Probably a really long show Thursday night. I'm looking very much forward to it. This was a great start. Football's back. Obviously, you know, it would have been better if the Eagles won. They did try to win on the pick six from Ricks. They did go for two, but, you know, Ian Book just, <laughs> and again, I get it. You you could sit there and say, I mean, Ian Book, it wasn't good. But I did like the aggressiveness of trying to win the game. So, like I said, we'll be back Thursday. we got a lot to talk about with the Browns. The Ravens game now is in the books. Stock up majorly for Eli Ricks. Um Greg Ward, who's now in the guy, he didn't make my team as the fifth right wide receiver right now. But right now, if you said who's the sixth guy, it might be Greg Ward. I'm not kidding. Five catches, five uh, targets. So he's definitely at least entered the conversation, as he always does. He's just a pure winner. But again, at the same time, I think the Eagles would feel pretty confident that they could cut Greg Ward and get him on the practice squad. That always factors in. Don't think it doesn't. It definitely factors in. Now that we had a football game, we get to do Freak and Geek of the Week. So, Freak of the Week, it's got to go to Eli Ricks. You know, uh, you have a pick six in your first game. As a rookie, you win Freak of the Week. Uh, Geek of the Week? Hmm. Ian Book. I mean, Ian Book's going to get Geek of the Week. I mean, he just literally erased himself from a competition so far tonight. I mean, yeah, there's two games left. Things could technically change, but it doesn't even look like it's going to be potentially close. And you heard the reports in camp earlier that he wasn't getting any reps, really. He had become clearly the fourth string, and you're seeing why he is clearly the fourth string guy. Again, reason I was higher on him was the Eagles kept him on the roster all last season, and they talked highly of him. Not ruling out that he can't be put on our practice squad, but right now, he is clear. That's what he's battling for right now. He is battling to make the practice squad, and that's not a like a slight. I mean, that that's hey, that's how you continue your your uh, NFL career. So that is something that we're gonna have to watch and monitor. Because remember, last year they claimed him, so don't think the Eagles aren't still monitoring other quarterbacks out there. 
So he has a big chance here to try to at least get himself onto the practice squad, and that'll be something interesting to watch over these next two games. But we'll be back Thursday. We'll have a ton to talk about. Like I said, it's going to be probably a really long show talking about the joint, definitely talking about the joint practices, talking about the actual preseason game, and then importantly, doing our you know, 53-man roster projection, uh, projection going into the final preseason game. And then after that, it's, you know, we're on uh, New England. So I want everybody out there to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. And as always, go Eagles, go.